Cost of Not Paying Attention, hosted by nationally recognized speaker Janine Hamner Holman. Janine knows what it takes to attract and retain world class talent. Join her here each week on The Cost of Not Paying Attention as we use brain science, leadership, management, and real life challenges managers face to explore the places where we aren't paying attention. Welcome to The Cost of Not Paying Attention. I'm your host. Janine Hamner-Holman. What am I paying attention to today? So we all have these selves. We all have these masks. Back, oh gosh, a couple of years ago, one of my very first podcast interviews was with a gentleman and he was talking about all the different masks that we wear at at work in you know in our dating life if we can remember back that far or if that's where we are right now you know we we have so many different selves that we project some of which are intentional and some of which are operating in our unconsciousness. And so we, we don't really even think about, like one of the questions my coach always asks me is, who do you want to be? And I remember when she first started asking me that question, I was like, I don't, I don't even understand. I just, I want to be me. I want to be authentically me. What she was pointing at was really, how do I want to show up? What are my best qualities that I want to embrace in, in meeting with this client or in talking about this opportunity or in whatever, whatever it all might be? You know, what, what is the best way that I want to to come off what is what is how i what's the impression that i want to leave someone with what do i want to call someone into what's the opportunity that i want to bring somebody into and i got thinking about that the other day when i was working with a client and they are at a crossroads in their business. They own a vegan bakery here in Los Angeles and they haven't really leaned into being a vegan bakery because many people who aren't vegan are like, well, vegan bakery, that doesn't sound very yummy. And the reality is you would never know. I, I had one of their chocolate chip cookies and it was literally the best, not only the best chocolate chip cookie, but maybe the best cookie I have ever eaten. Maybe even the best baked good I had ever eaten. And my family's from the South and, you know, people down there, they know how to make them baked good. And it, it's extraordinary. And 
And so we were having this whole conversation about you're at the point where either this bakery needs to figure out how to start actually turning a profit or you need to close it down. And she desperately doesn't want to close it down. And it's in a neat neighborhood and it's helping to transform the neighborhood. And, and she loves it. And it's her baby. And so we started and, and she's not even vegan, y'all. So here she is. She's owning and operating a vegan bakery and not being a vegan, but loving the community that has gathered around this bakery. And so she was talking about doing a stickering campaign because it's in like one of those super hip L.A. neighborhoods and people put stickers all over, you know, lampposts and different things. And so doing a stickering campaign that would bring you to the website for getting a custom cake made because that's one of the things they do. And I said, so on this sticker, is it going to say vegan bakery? On the business cards that you're getting made up, is it going to say vegan bakery? And her first answer was, well, no, because it doesn't. And I was like, okay, so you've been, you've been doing it a certain way for a couple of years. You're getting the results you're getting. What might be the opportunity to try something different because, you know, we're, we're at this tough point right now where, where either it becomes a going concern or it becomes not a thing. So how about if we lean into your, your veganness, your veganitude and, and try it out. And so she got super excited. And, and as we were having this conversation in person, which doesn't happen that often these days, as opposed to over Zoom or some other mechanism. We were talking in person and I could see a change happening in her body, happening in who she was getting to be, how she was embodying that idea and really embracing her position as a leader in the vegan community. And in changing the conversation that like for foodies, vegan food isn't food and, you know, some other category. And so, but why? Why does it have to be that? Can you be the tip of the spear changing the conversation that for foodies, vegan food is food and man, this food is yummy. I don't, I don't really want to give you a plug, but because I've divulged a little more than I than I would normally if I was going to plug her bakery. So, so check out some vegan bakeries in LA and go and give them some love. Um, and with that, I want to introduce our speaker for today. I just realized, Amy, I don't have a bio for you. That's so fine. I'm gonna, it's I'm boring. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to wing it here for a second. And if I don't, if there's things that you want me, if there's things that you want to be known about mm -hmm. you, I don't hit. Please bring them into the conversation. Deal. Awesome. 
So I am so excited, y'all, to introduce Amy Eddy. She is with Big Speak, which is a, a speakers bureau. She also has this really cool organization focused on having women step, just like I was talking about with the, with the young woman owner of the vegan bakery, like step into their leadership, step into their authenticity, step into who they, who they know themselves to be or who they really hope maybe that they are or that they could be. It's called I Flourish, right? Isn't that awesome? I Flourish. And she has a really cool story that I'm going to let her tell about the birth of I Flourish. And so with that, welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, starving for a cookie now. <laughs> well, to drive. So Amy's joining us from Santa Barbara, California. To drive from Santa Barbara down to L.A. for a cookie might be a little excessive. But I you know, don't know. It sounds like it might be worth it if I can, you know, type it right with the traffic. <laughs> it actually it actually would be worth it. I mean, so on Thanksgiving, my we had a whole host of people over for Thanksgiving including my best friend. And, you know, she's my best friend. So I walked up to her and I said, open your mouth. And because she's my best, best friend, she opened her mouth. That's what we do for our best friends. And I stuck, I had the last, I'd been, I'd been like parsing out little pieces of this cookie, just enjoying it over several days. And so actually at this point, this cookie was six days old. Oh my God. Six days old from the bakery, right? So really, it might not be still so yummy still. But I said to my best friend, open your mouth. I stuck the cookie in her mouth and she took two chews and said, oh my God, what is this witchcraft? Oh my God. Six day old chocolate chip cookie. It was still that good that her characterization of it was witchcraft. Oh my gosh, I love right? it. Right? Yeah, okay. I'm going to, let's delay this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to get in the car. Even a couple hours. <laughs> awesome. I'll meet you there. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. So, again, one of the 800 reasons that I love you, Amy Eddy. Oh. So, let's get into it. Okay. Great. Tell me, Amy, what is something that you have become aware of mm. that either consciously or unconsciously we are not paying enough attention to. And what's the cost of that inattention? Mm. The cost is a joy-filled life. Mm -hmm. That's the cost. Or, I mean, if you want to get real extreme, potentially your life and your health. But for me, it was a joy-filled life. And I, I said, I jokingly said my resume is boring. And I kind of think it is because none of this stuff is on my resume. I feel like in five years, my resume might get interesting, but right now I'm just starting to wake up to this process. And it started maybe six or seven years ago. I had a moment standing alone in my bedroom and it, I don't even remember what I was thinking about, but this thought just hit me kind of out of the blue. Yeah. I only feel happy if I've had two glasses of wine and I had a good job. Mm. I had a Okay, wait, <laughs> let's, let's, right. Let's just pause for a second and get present to that. So you were just starting to say all the things that are awesome about your life. Yes. And yet 
I only feel happy if I've had two glasses of wine. Oof. Like that's a, that's a thing to realize. Yeah. And even, you know, we realize these things and even if they aren't in all moments, in all ways, entirely true, just that realization. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Continue. Thank you. Yeah. So yes, I, like you said, I thought that my life looks great on paper, yeah. but I'm just completely overwhelmed and stressed and always looking at the things that I don't have and what's wrong and the goal that I didn't meet. And so I didn't know what the answer was, but I thought I've got to do something. I've got two little healthy kids. Like I have to change for them if for no other reason. So, and it's funny because I'm in the motivational speaking world. I book motivational (laughs) speakers every day. And yet that almost was demotivating to me because, I mean, these are literally the best athletes in the world, the best business, most successful businessmen and women in the world. Yeah. You know the most inspiring Olympic athletes that you've ever known. Yeah. So, and you know, and then I would go home and look at my life and go, geez, I'm never going to be, <laughs> you know, I'm never going to create Netflix. I'm never going to be in the NFL. You know, I'm just a loser. And, and look, here's all these reasons to prove that I'm right. And so the thing that I wasn't paying attention to was that negative thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said earlier, it's not just conscious, it's unconscious. I think right. we don't even know a lot of the the software that's running in the background. I read yep. this great book by Simon T. Bailey called Shift Your Brilliance. And it, I forget the numbers, but it was something like your brain is taking in, you know, millions of data points every second. And you're only yep. consciously thinking, I think, 10 things that we can actually be thinking about in the moment. And right. he helped me understand, like, I, I'm so negative that I don't even know, you know, it's just running in the background all day yep. long. Right. And so I thought, okay, I need to start consuming this product that I'm selling at work. I've got to figure out how to live differently because I'm not going to drink my way through my life (laughs) anymore. (laughs) I I still partake, but that is not the source of my joy or at least my peace or my like ability to unwind and enjoy the moment for what it is. And so I started consuming this material and these, you know, keynote topics and books and podcasts. And I became a a consumer of the speaking industry world, which is funny (laughs) because I had already been in it for a decade or a half of the time, but it's just something changed after that realization. And over the last several years, I've been learning a ton about that unconscious software that's running in the background and what can I do to change it? And it is not a one-time, you know, switch. It is, right. it is a muscle that you have to find and then develop. It is a habit that you have to hone and make a habit. And it's a daily, hourly, even by the moment. Okay, this thing, ha- I just spilled coffee all over myself, you know. And my reaction is normally, you're such an idiot. And now, yeah. it, no, this probably has happened to, you know, those star players in the NFL right. and the NBA. Right. The, right. The success, successful business people that we all look up to, like this is a human thing that happens to all of us, especially when we're in a rush and have nine things in our arms trying to get to the car, you know, right. you're going to spill. So yep. you're not an idiot. You just need to put a few more things in your bag or, you know, <laughs> um, but I think the real benefit of this is I am slowly learning to find the good, to train my brain to look for what 
is good in this moment, not just scan for everything that's wrong. And we know, you know, we have all that neuroscience now and all that research that shows that you can change the synapses in your brain in a matter of weeks yep. by just every day, every night. Okay, what are three good things that happened today? You know, and you could have a really sucky day, but yep. there's going to be three things. The sunrise was gorgeous. The, right. you know, I had an amazing cookie at lunch. <laughs> Everything could have gone terrible, but you will find those three things. And then the next day, it's a little bit easier to find those three things. And when you start doing that, that everything gets better. And right. I think that joy inside of you grows. And you know, I mean, you know, when you meet someone who's just filled with joy, I mean, they rub off on everyone around them. I don't know what the numbers are, but there's research around like people, our hearts will become in sync with each other when we're yep. with people. I mean, it's amazing. I, I I think for better and worse, our brain is very powerful and we don't, when we're not paying attention to it, it can lead us down a really dark path. And life is just way too short and too full of amazing things to live that way. And so that's, that's what I flourish is about. And that's the journey that I'm personally still on. Um, and I'm super excited to see, you know, where I'm going to be in five years or in 10 years and what my resume will look like. Hopefully it will, you know, get some spice out into it. <laughs> um, but thank you for asking. That's what this whole event is about and, and the journey that I'm excited to be on and to continue on. Awesome. So... I remember when you and I were, were talking in a previous conversation, we were talking about a moment in your backyard where you were thinking, do you remember this? Where you were, yes. thinking, oh, yes. you were thinking about like the things that, the things that are needed, the things that are needed in the world. Can you tell that story, please? Sure. So again, I've been in a speaking bureau forever. There's a couple different speaker series in town here in Santa Barbara. And I kept thinking, you know, my team should do this. They need to, we shouldn't, we have all these great connections to all these amazing people. Some of them are in LA. It's easy to get them up here. You know, Big Speak should do this. And Big Speak is in the business of doing other things. And, <laughs> uh, and I'm just, I had a moment kind of randomly, a former employee at Big Speak who is now a dietitian. And, and an expert in intuitive eating mm -hmm. and, a, and a local business owner and me all just ended up in one backyard because all of our kids were playing together. And it, again, it just hit me kind of out of the blue. Mm -hmm. I guess I just have to do it myself because I knew these two amazing women who are experts on topics that I lay in bed and think about at night. And I have right. two other women in my life who are experts in areas that I also lay in bed and think about at night. And I thought, you know, I'm probably not the only one who wakes up worrying about finances, you know, yeah. am I spending too much? Are we saving enough? Are we, should we put more money away for retirement or can we spend more now? Because life is short and we, you know, we don't know how much time we have. Right. Uh, and there's a clinical psychologist in town that I've benefited from learning from and the intuitive eating expert, you know, I know all of us women and moms and humans, like we're all wanting to make sure we're making good food choices. And, and then the, the local business owner who is an expert on helping women change the, the definition of what healthy looks like. She yeah. actually used to, she owns a gym and you used to go in and weigh in every day. And it was all about the number on the scale. Yeah. And uh -huh. she went through her own metamorphosis. And now her gym is all about community 
encouraging each other. Help has nothing to do with the, the number on the scale. It has to do with moving your body and celebrating your ability to grow your strength and be strong and feel feel those endorphins, you know, mm-hmm. after, after working hard. So I thought, you know, I know these four women who are helping me in these areas of my life and they're all disconnected, but totally connected because, mm-hmm. it, you know, we're all thinking about these things, worrying about these things or not even trying to make a change. And, you know, when I had that moment in my bedroom, you're thinking I need wine to feel happy. I didn't, I think even then I didn't necessarily have the hope that it could get better. I just knew I had to do something. And now I think there's a lot of people who they don't have the hope that whatever this area is in their life, they don't have the hope that it can get better. So they don't try anything. And the, I mean, our event has four different experts, you know, who are going to give us a ton of great information. But I feel like underneath that, the day is about giving women that little tiny seed of hope, you know, even if it's a different area of their life that we don't address during the conference, that they would Mm -hmm. go home and think, you know what? I think I can try to make this better. And I have some energy around giving it a shot. And if more women were willing to give it a shot, whatever it is, it would be such a better world, right? If we were just on and had the hope that we could make a difference, even if it's just in our own life, right? You don't have to start a nonprofit and, you know, save all the whales. (laughs) Making your your own life better is going to better the people around you, right? Amen. Yeah. And, you know, what if what if we can turn down the volume of that voice in our head that is saying all the negative things and saying, oh, you idiot and saying, you know, oh, you big fat slob and saying all all the things that that voice says. And one of the things that I have have learned as a as a armchair neuroscientist, I, I've got I got about 15 years ago, I got really interested in sort of neurobiology and what's going on in that machine in our head. And one of the things that I found out is that we all have that voice in our head. For most women, of course, not all women, but for most women, the purpose of that voice, well, for for all humans, the purpose of that voice, that voice is actually coming like from our limbic system, which mm-hmm. is our fight, flight, freeze center in our, in our body. The only purpose of that voice is to try and keep us safe. Mm-hmm. The problem is for most women, what that voice is doing is measuring us against some idealized version of what the perfect woman would do. So the perfect mom, the perfect woman, the perfect wife, the perfect employee, the perfect whatever, she would have her shit together at all times. She would never spill coffee all over herself. She would never yell at her kids. She would never tell her husband to fuck off. She would, you know, she would be delightful in every moment. She would be the perfect employee. And of course, a perfect business owner, make all the money and then give it all away to charity. You know, like she she would just be this ridiculous, unattainable. She'd, you know, weigh seven pounds, but be incredibly fit, you know, mm-hmm. and have perfect thighs and and all of the things. And 
that's not possible for any human. You know, that that uh, great and wretched commercial from the 1970s, I can fry up, I can bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan. You know, the idea mm-hmm. that that we can do everything and be everything to everyone in every moment of every day is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and not not that's not the voice that men have. So men's voice in general is comparing themselves to a better man. A better man would a better man would have taken out the trash. A better man would have not yelled at his wife or yelled at his kid or done whatever it was. But it's a better man. It's not a perfect man. Mm-hmm. And right? And so like shit. Like that. Like that. Yeah. That sucks. And not surprising then that you go to the beach here in L- here in LA or uh, there in Santa Barbara, not right now because it's a little chillier, but you know, you go to the beach and you see men who like are 50 years and 30 pounds past wearing a Speedo, still wearing a Speedo because they're like, yeah, I'm rocking it. Mm-hmm. No woman or most women would do that with that, with that same level of confidence. Mm-hmm. Because they're just comparing themselves to a better man, not some ridiculous idea of a, a perfect idealized woman. And, and so, you know, what if we can turn down the volume of that noise in our head? And what if we can introduce some, both some compassion to the noise, because again, the purpose of the noise is to keep us safe. So like, okay. And, and one of the tools that I have often heard people use is to give that voice a name Mm -hmm. and like, give it a re like Bertha, like (laughs) give it a, an old fashioned, not, not a name you would love. Yeah. To create distance between yourself and, you know, thoughts that you might have and that voice that that truly is not you. That voice says to you things that you would never say to anybody. You wouldn't say it to your worst enemy, the things that that voice says to you. And so what if we can have compassion about that voice and then create compassion for ourselves? then what's possible? Then how can we lean into our, our brilliance, our beauty, our special gifts? One of the things I remember that you said in a previous conversation was one of, that one of the things that, that you had heard was somebody saying it's never too late to be what you might have been. Mm. Right? And and I wrote it down because I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. Because because it is true. We have the opportunity 
to reinvent ourselves and recreate what it is that we're up to in the world. You're doing it with I Flourish. I'm doing it with, with my consulting business that I created almost seven years ago now. You know, we, we have so many opportunities to, to expand who we are. You know, what if, what if we are the one that we have been waiting for? Mm. What if we are that song, right? What if we are the one that the world has been waiting for? Like what, what can we empower ourselves and others to be? Yeah. And I think looking at all these people we see online and on the screen, you know, we think, oh gosh, I'm never going to have that life. And right. so, you know, I'm not going to try anything. And I think we get stuck, you know, like reach for the stars. Well, now maybe just what's the one thing I can do today to you maybe, know, be a little bit better? You know, maybe to touch my toes today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or touch my knees or touch right. the floor or put my palms on, you know, like wherever I am on that spectrum. Maybe I'm touching my knees. Maybe I'm putting my palms on the floor. But, you know, where, wherever it is, like, because we know those amazing lives that we see, we are seeing a teeny slice of their life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and in some of these lives, unfortunately, something happens and then we get a bigger view in and we realize, oh, hmm, the emperor has no clothes or, or that, or they're really having a hard time over there. You know, nobody, nobody gets out of life unscathed. We, we all go through, I remember I did a podcast interview some number of months ago with one of the BMOCs, one of the big men on campus when I was in high school. This guy, Sean Duffy, if you haven't, if you haven't heard that podcast, uh, you can go back and look for it. When I talked to Sean Duffy, he was, he was the shit when Mm -hmm. we were in high school. And he was talking about how un- cool he felt and how insecure he felt and how gangly he felt and like you know he felt like he didn't fit in and from sitting where I was he looked like he had it all you know so no matter how sparkly and glorious and how much money or how beautiful their kids are or how they overcome cancer or you know whatever whatever the thing is that it it's looking like and now their life is perfect ain't nobody's life perfect that's that's just not how it goes and and so when when we can remember that when we can remember yeah all the things that people are putting on instagram and facebook and twitter and you know all the all the things that's that's the highlights that's the, that's the, that's the speaker reel. That's me. Right. right. No, right. That's, 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 that's who they want you to see. That's a curated version of the best of. That's, mm-hmm. that's not what their life actually looks like. No more than it's what my life looks like or your right. life looks like. Right. And so then how can we 
take the reality of what our lives look like and and turn up the volume with with the gratitude and turn up the volume with the juicy parts and turn up the volume even you know even in the the places where we have to stretch and get out of our comfort zone because of course that's when we grow nobody grows at 72 degrees you know we grow <laughs> we grow when we're uncomfortable we grow when something is hard and and then we look back and we're like wow i i did that thing and and so i love I love the name. I love I Flourish in part because it's not you flourish. It's not we flourish. It's I flourish. I love it that, that, it's, that it's personalized in that way. And I love the word flourish. So, and I love the, I love what it is that you're up to. If folks are listening and they're like, oh man, I want to I get in on that. I want to be a part of that. So how can people you know, it will, there will be links in the show notes as well, but how can people find out about I Flourish and the event that you are creating? Thank you so much for asking. It's on January 20th. It's here in Santa Barbara. It's one day, nine to 3 p.m. And yes, you can follow me on Instagram. It's I Flourish SB. And then it's my tickets are available through Ticket Taylor. So if we put that in the show notes, that'll be easier than reading off the long address for you. Long URL. Yes, but we still have spots available. And yeah, it's just a few weeks away at this point, which is a little bit crazy for me to think about. But I'm super excited to just be in a room full of people who are, you know, interested and ready to grow. And last year we had some people who were super introverted and I was a little bit worried about them just being overwhelmed. And they gave they gave me some of the best feedback, you know, that and now like people said things like, I've never done something that was just for me. You know, I've gone to conferences for work or I've gone to things for my kids' school, but this was just for me and it was so fulfilling. And people saying, you know, several months later, I ended up calling one of your experts, you know, and hiring them to come and help me with my my family's issues with food. And it's changing our relationship to food and how we teach our kids to relate to food. So I hope that, you know, this day is not going to solve all your problems, but I hope that it, <laughs> it sparks something so yeah. that six months later you can look back and go, yeah, that was the day that I connected with somebody. And now that snowballed into something else. And my life is better in this one area or a few areas because I went to this thing. I got uncomfortable. I stuck my neck out there and I'm a better person for it. So that's the goal. Thank you so much for putting the link up. And I would love to have anyone from your community who's who's interested and ready to jump in. We're learning from and with each other. So we have four experts, but there's also going to be a room full of women at different stages of their life who are also full of knowledge and wisdom and experience to share. So there will be opportunities throughout the day to engage with each other and learn from each other and be inspired by each other. Awesome. Oh, such a juicy opportunity. If you can, please plan on joining Amy. I am planning on joining Amy, so I will be there too. And, you know, if you're not local, think about like flying in. You can fly in and out of LA, which is probably cheaper than flying in and out of Santa Barbara, but Santa Barbara has an airport. I have flown in and out of the Santa Barbara airport. It's adorable. 
It's such a cute little airport. You can show up about 20 minutes before your flight and get on the plane. No problem. Not like LAX. (laughs) Not a bit like LAX. And that, you know, that it's over at three, you could then end up making an evening flight back out of LAX if that's if that's how you were coming and going. So I hope to see you all there. And Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a joy to be with you. Your energy and your enthusiasm and your joy is infectious. And I feel honored to be in the presence of it and and feel so grateful for the opportunity to to also share you with our audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. The feeling is very mutual. I'm so honored and filled up. So thank you. I am Janine Hamner-Holman, and this has been The Cost of Not Paying Attention. Remember, great leaders make great teams. Until next time. On behalf of Janine Hamner-Holman, thanks for paying attention. This has been The Cost of Not Paying Attention. Head on over to our website, www.janinehamner.com forward slash podcast for access to the show notes as well as additional resources. Remember, great leaders make great teams. I'm beginning to think I'm beginning